to a new episode of the China Flexpat podcast. Today, we are turning the sights. We're going to Luxembourg and we have Dennis today, who is not from Germany, but has a German name. Welcome, Dennis. I'm really happy to be here. And greetings from Lützeburg, greetings from Luxembourg, Europe's multinational, multicultural country, where I work as an expatriation and cultural integration coach. That sounds very interesting. So what is your relation to China? Well, I've studied Mandarin Chinese for over 25 years. I've, I've been to China eight times and uh, I did part of my coaching training in Shanghai. So I have a deep interest in Chinese culture and that helps me build rapport and credibility with my Chinese clients. And I help them understand the challenges and the opportunities in the small European country. So how did you get to Luxembourg in the first place? Well, physically getting to Luxembourg is very easy. I'm one of the 110 cross-border workers coming in from France alone. So I live in the east of France, Metz, and I come to Luxembourg daily by train. But, you know, that's very common in Luxembourg. You have people coming in from Belgium and Germany on a daily basis. You know, one of the surprising statistics about Luxembourg is that in the city of Luxembourg, 70% of the people working there do not identify as Luxembourgers. So the expats and the cross-border workers are by far the majority in the city of Luxembourg. Dennis, I think of all places, Luxembourg is probably the most international place in Europe. So it must be very challenging to claim to be an international coach in Luxembourg. Well, Francis, there's something I'd like to say to your Chinese listeners about Luxembourg as one small country in Europe, which is a very, very culturally diverse continent. And it's important to understand the differences between Luxembourgers and Germans and Belgians and the French. This being said, all countries are complex and And no one wants a ticket or a label being put on them saying, well, you're German, so that's how you do business, you know, because even within Germany, there are important regional differences to consider. In fact, there was an interesting article that came out a few years ago in the Harvard Business Review that said the greatest cultural differences are often within a country. It's not saying that it's not important to understand basic fundamental differences between how people do business in country to country. But it does say that when you step into a country or a company within a country, you're stepping into a subculture, which is very complex. And I think it's important to understand that cultural complexity. Most of people in Luxembourg are flexpats, right, who decide to work in Luxembourg and maybe take another job after they move on, right? Well, that's it. You know, the government in Luxembourg does a lot to encourage expats not only to come, but to settle in Luxembourg. And it makes it as easy as possible for a foreigner or a flexpat to come and start a family or, or build a career in Luxembourg. So Luxembourg, for many reasons, is a very attractive destination. I would say that maybe the number one factor that brings in flexpats from all over the world is the very strong economy and the high paying jobs. 
So high salaries are definitely what makes Luxembourg attractive. But then you also have very good working conditions and an overall very green and clean environment. I mean, that's probably the impression that you would have if you came from China. International professionals coming to China, they usually come here because there's a huge skill gap. So their know-how, their skills are wanted in China, really well paid. And then they take this in exchange for a rather, let's say, a challenging lifestyle. And they can do this for a few years before they decide to go somewhere where they have a nice lifestyle, which they enjoy. So it seems that it's different in Luxembourg. How would you describe the difference? Yeah, that's an excellent question. Luxembourg has so many multi nationals that I would say that if you came here for a year or two, then you need to decide to what level you're going to integrate the local culture. So uh, which language, what, which of the many languages in Luxembourg are you going to learn? Whereas in China, if you don't speak Chinese, at some point you're going to get bored because you're always in the same neighborhood or having very limited conversations. But, you know, in Luxembourg, you know, I would say in the business community, everyone here speaks English. But then my recommendation for a flexpat would be if you come with your spouse or your partner or your children, it's probably a very good idea to learn French for your daily life. So you could pay to say this because you live in France, right? No, no. You know, geographically and demographically speaking, the majority of the population in Luxembourg is in the south, and the south is where most people speak French. So French is the number two language in the country just after Luxembourgish. And maybe many people listening in are saying, oh, I didn't know there was a, a Luxembourgish language. I thought everyone in Luxembourg spoke German. <laughs> well, you know, German is the third language of Luxembourg. So don't assume that in the south of Luxembourg, the people there speak German. Uh, and by the same token, in the north of Luxembourg, people there do not necessarily speak French. The way you're talking, it sounds like an American or a German is going to Luxembourg. But now assume a Chinese person is relocating to Luxembourg and a Chinese person can speak Chinese and some English. So it would be much more challenging to relocate to Luxembourg than for a German. So what's your advice to Chinese people how to settle in and not kind of um, end up in the Chinatown? Well, I'm quite familiar with the Chinese community in Luxembourg because I am a member of the board of China Lux, the Chinese Chamber of Commerce in Luxembourg. And um, they really make an effort to welcome and to integrate um, uh, Chinese people when they do come to Luxembourg, whether they're um, uh, an entrepreneur or they have a small or mid-sized company. They organize a lot of networking activities that, um, that allow people to, um, to find uh, support. You know, and in addition to that, there's the Luxembourg Chamber of Commerce, the House of Startups, the House of Training. And as I said, they do everything they can to make coming and living uh, in Luxembourg as easy as possible. I would even say that to any expat coming, you should probably learn three or four words in Luxembourgish to be polite you know, to send the gesture that, okay, I realize that I'm in your country and I'm making this small effort as a sign of respect. So I remember, you know, five years ago when I um, first started my company in Luxembourg, uh, at the train station, there was this huge banner with the Luxembourg flag. 
And in the middle of it, in black letters, there was the word moyenne. Yeah? So in, in Luxembourgers, that means morning or hello, you know. And uh, it's a way of saying to people who arrive in the country, okay, maybe you won't bother learning Luxembourgish, but, you know, there is a minimum. How about uh, buying real estate? Can Chinese buy property in Luxembourg? And how does it work? Well, yeah, I mean, if they can afford it. I mean, one, one of the drawbacks of Luxembourg because so far I've only mentioned the positive, is that there definitely is a housing crisis, a housing shortage, which makes real estate expensive. But, you know, no more expensive than in Paris or in London. So, yeah, definitely that's one of the biggest challenges for any expat coming to Luxembourg is where to stay. This is why you live in France, I assume, right? Well, yeah, because salaries are high in Luxembourg, but real estate prices are also high as well. Uh, this being said, uh, public transportation in Luxembourg is free. So you can take a bus, a tram, a train anywhere in Luxembourg and you don't have to pay. Buying real estate is something very important to Chinese to settle somewhere. So um, do, you, do you see what will Chinese people do to give, get, get themselves and their family the feeling, okay, I made it to Luxembourg. If they are not able to buy property, what else can they do to kind of integrate? Well... A Chinese person who comes to Luxembourg, who accepts a job here, if they come with their partner, their wife, their children, they do need to join communities such as China Lux. And I would also like to say that the expats here in Luxembourg, they really stand together and they help each other out. So, um, you know, other chambers of commerce uh, also, they organize events. And um, if you have a reasonably good level of English, it's really pretty easy to meet people here. It just comes a little bit difficult for me to understand how Chinese people who look totally different than Europeans, how they enter this market and then they can compete on the local workforce level, which are like very European. Do you think they're more working for Chinese organizations, Chinese banks, or will they really kind of work for Luxembourgish or French banks in totally European roles? You know, Luxembourg has always served as a kind of bridge for China into Europe. Uh, Luxembourg had diplomatic relationships with China very early in the 70s, and the Bank of China had a presence in Luxembourg as early as 1976. And today there are over 12 Chinese banks in Luxembourg. And Luxembourg is a small country. You know, if you want to benchmark the size of Luxembourg with the United States, for example, it's about the size of Rhode Island. You know, so it's just 0.5% of the European Union. And when I say 0.5% of the European Union, I mean both in terms of size and in terms of population. But within that small population of Luxembourg, you have over 140 different nationalities. And these nationalities mix very easily and the people are very welcoming. In September of this year, the Luxembourg government passed a law which gives the accompanying partner, a spouse, a work visa effective immediately. So if you come in a couple, the other person no longer has to worry, oh, how long is it going to take for me to get a, a work visa? That's no longer a, a problem. So if you already have a skill set and your partner 
comes with a job, it's going to be much easier for you, especially if you have a, a minimum level of English to find a job. So my feeling is there is different groups of Chinese going abroad and living abroad. What kind of people would you say you see in Luxembourg, Chinese? Well, there are Chinese people who have been in Luxembourg for 30 or 40 years. You know, they've opened restaurants here. Uh, most of those people are from Wenzhou and uh, they learn French. Uh, because they've been here for a while and they've sort of already integrated the local environment. But, but you can't say there's one single Chinese community. But what I'm seeing as an intercultural trainer and as an expatriation coach is that people's identities today are increasingly complex. So uh, a, a German man might have a Chinese wife or a, a Chinese woman might have a, a French husband, or uh, it's peoples have their past histories and very complex identities, and then they bring that into the workplace. Those Chinese people who decide to live in Luxembourg, why would they leave? Well, you know, to be honest, Luxembourg is a small country. Well, there are many reasons to come to Luxembourg, and safety is one of them. So if you're coming with the children, for example, uh, it's a very clean, green, and safe space. It's also a very diverse and inclusive place as well. So you can be who you are in Luxembourg without, without any fear of judgment. You know, uh, another thing to say about Luxembourg is that uh, Luxembourgers feel strongly about work-life balance and maintaining a high quality of life. So it's just not about material possessions. They did a survey that came out recently and they said out of the 30 nations within Europe, Luxembourg has the highest work-life balance. You know, so that's more than paid holidays. They have a good sick leave. And there's just a number of factors, an excellent healthcare system that make living long term in Luxembourg very attractive. So for those people who decide to stay there for longer, maybe more than five years, how about like pension and retire and anything that would kind of be long-term concerns? How about that? Well, yeah, I mean, they have a very good pension system here, probably better than their European neighbors, to be honest. So it's no secret why so many people come in from France, Belgium and Germany to take jobs, you know, because overall the minimum wage is higher, the work-life balance is better And uh, the environment is just uh, is just better. Dennis, thank you so much. Is there anything from your point of view what you would like to share with uh, international and also with Chinese audience about Luxembourg? Well, I you know I forgot to mention how important tourism is to to Luxembourg. There are just so many beautiful places uh, to visit. There are uh, 49 castles that can be visited in. Uh, in Luxembourg, that's uh, almost half the number of banks. So uh, culturally, it's a very rich and a varied landscape. Um, when you say Luxembourg in Chinese, Luxembao, you know, the sun of the Luxembao is, is forest and 34% of the country is forest. So if you like nature, if you like hiking, the northern part of Luxembourg is just spectacularly beautiful. So there's a lot to visit in Luxembourg. That is amazing. And I, I think I have been to Luxembourg many times, but I will go back one day and then meet you, Dennis. So Dennis, tell me a little bit more. How did you 
end up in Luxembourg after your international career. Can you walk us a little bit through what you did in the past, I don't know, 30 years? Well, you know, to be honest with you, my, my nickname in the United States is French Dennis because I've been in France for over 30 years. And, you know, I'm still in France. I reside in France. But, you know, I left Paris because I just felt that... Uh, I wanted a, a, a better pace of life. It's just a little bit more laid back for me here in Luxembourg. And it was just a more logical place for me to start my coaching business and just to be able to interface with a wider variety of nationalities here. This is amazing. I think it also matches the future of Flexpads in China to say, okay, in the past, maybe people got sent to China because there was some business purpose from the company. But now it's more kind of a choice. People just decide to come here and then they find a way how to get it done, how to do this. And then they end up here and they think, okay, they like it. And then you can extend it from year to year. And maybe I'm still in China in 20 years. Who knows? And that is so interesting. Thank you very much, Dennis. I'm delighted and I learned so much today. Well, Francis, thank you for letting me share some of my life experience uh, because I've lived in, you know, five different countries and uh, been doing this for over 30 years. But uh, I feel that I finally put my professional roots into Luxembourg. Thank you for being a guest on the China Flexpad podcast. Xie xie and zai jian. Okay, and thank you.